Previously on Nerd Punches Nerd. So yeah, you have the combination anyway of people people who are into Shakespeare, people who are into Joss Whedon, which led to some people being like very, very obsessed with this movie. And it's definitely quite nerdy. Alright, so I think this inches out John does at the end. Yeah. Just yeah. by a little bit, but I think it does. What do you say? I that? agree. I agree. I think it does. Alright, let's move it to a, a sort of a comedy nerdy movie. This is the end. Has anyone seen this? Uh, yeah. Uh, I haven't, so I can't really say anything about it, unfortunately. Okay, Ben, you've seen it. What do you think? Yeah. It was great. It's good. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it inches out uh the um inches out much to do about nothing, but it definitely is um you know, there are people who get involved with the whole Atatow thing or just that crew of, of comedi of like sure. comedic the actors. Meta, the metafictional aspect of them playing hyper fictionalized versions of themselves is definitely nerdy. But right. yes, agree, it's not as nerdy as anything right. else. Alright. Well, let's move on. What about World War Z, the zombie movie? Wait, what about My, My Little Pony? Yeah, come on, Jerry. You guys are My Little Pony. Yeah. <laughs> you thought you could get away with that one. <laughs> you thought we were going to skip that one? Uh-huh. Oh, sure. Yeah, did that actually get released in the theaters? That's just what it says in the list that it's, you sent. Oh, I guess, it's, I guess, uh, it's included I guess it here on this list. Yeah, no, it was. It says in theaters beginning June 16th. It was, just not a wide release. But, yeah, <laughs> about Equestria Girls, <laughs> all right fantastic oh, my goodness that's yeah um if you're if you're gonna count bronies that's that actually starts to get kind of nerdy no I, yeah i'll count bronies as being nerds but bronies because bronies are, are huge nerds yeah but that doesn't make the movie nerdy sorry no listen doesn't i tried count. watching i tried watching the show it was well done for what it was. I didn't care to watch a single episode after the first. So, oh. whatever. That's my recommendation for My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Eh. All right. <laughs> so what about World War Zombie, guys? World, World War Z. So, yeah. we, we actually, we've talked about this, this movie, I think, on the podcast, possibly. I remember us talking about it. But anyway, um... The thing about World War Z, World War Z is based on a book, and the book is very nerdy because the book is written in a, you know, as like sort of like in a serious way, but it's written in like this documentary style as like an oral history, Um, totally straight, you know, like basically documenting the history of the zombie war, you know, the rise of the zombies and the battles against them and like, you know, but all done in this, in this like, like strictly within this documentary style. Um which, which to me, it speaks of a kind of like dedication and like obsessiveness, which feels very nerdy. The movie was not like that at all. The movie had nothing to do with, uh, with as far as I'm aware. I, I will admit I didn't see it, but from what I understand, it had nothing to do with the the style of the book. Um, and it was just, it was a zombie movie, and it was just like every other zombie movie. And it's no nerdier, you know. Like granted, like all zombie movies are a little bit nerdy, but. But it not and not any more than any other one, so that's my feelings on that movie. Okay, okay. fair enough. Okay, I think we well, can keep moving on. Yeah, we can skip obviously White House Down, considering we already talked about that. Okay, right. What about the Lone Ranger? Ooh. Disney's biggest disappointment of the year. I don't so, know. Lone Ranger, I guess. Uh, that's another one that I didn't see. I mean, the it, idea it of seems of kind of nerdy, potentially. But 
I don't know. Yeah, because who cares about the Lone Ranger? I mean, obviously the answer was not enough people. Yeah. But, you know, that being said, Johnny Depp in uh, Red Face? I don't know, guys. <laughs> I don't yeah. Ooh, maybe a little. Ooh. All right. Let's move on to another actual contender. Pacific Rim. Oh. Giant robots versus Ooh, giant yeah. monsters. Yeah, that might that might do it. You know, that, it's based on the that game, is right? a serious contender. Directed by Guillermo del Toro. And not not just not just directed by Guillermo del Toro, but directed by Guillermo del Toro specifically, you know, explicitly in homage to like the old, um, you know, Godzilla movies and and movies of those style, you know. <laughs> That he's that which and anime stuff that's like based off of that stuff. Right, Although I'm right. not as familiar with that. It's I know that that's true. Right. Wait, was but, it based but, off a video game? No, it's not based off of anything. No, it's not it's based an original off of idea. It's an homage uh, to all those things, though. But but it's all about his his love of those like old Japanese monster movies, and it's very nerdy. It is. Yeah, it, yeah, is it is. It is yeah. probably the yeah. Probably so more. Far. Yeah, I would say so too. It's a tough call. I mean, I feel like. If it was like really, really successful, I might be able to argue against it. But the truth is, it was only modestly successful. It was, it was. I would say actually slightly disappointing in terms actually, of uh, its 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 success. I, I actually think. didn't find the movie to be amazing. I liked it, but I thought that the characters weren't interesting enough. But that being said, I think just this concept of everything about it—the robots, the you know, the giant robots—you know. The Guillermo del Toro, the monsters, that's pretty nerdy. So I think we'll grant that nerdiest so far. I would All agree, right. yeah. Let's move on to the biggest waste of talent of 2013, Grown Ups 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, had... That depends how you define talent. Okay, well, all right. So Steve Buscemi was in it, and so was Tim Meadows and John Lovitz. Okay, fair enough. For example, and... A whole bunch of people. But those guys all had small roles, right? Kurt, yeah. It's basically a whole bunch of people. Like Andy Samberg was in it. Tarrant Killam. You know, the, a lot of people that are actually talented that just got in, had got a paycheck, and left. It was sort of like, oh, it's nice to give these guys some work. You know, that's how I look at it. It's really nice, Adam Sandler, to give a bunch of your friends some money. But obviously the movie is, you know, not good. But, I mean, come on. Right. All right. So let's move on to R.I.P.D. R.I.P.D., which is uh, based on a comic book, was one of the biggest bombs of the year, and you know, stars Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. You know. All right. So, so the thing about R.I.P.D. The only reason to even consider it at all as a nerdy movie, because it is based on a comic book and it does have kind of a sci-fi or fantasy premise, but. I, it's not a comic book that anyone really is familiar with or cared about, and it wasn't a good movie. And you know, like nobody, I don't think anyone really so do thought you it also, was that good. Do you also discount Red Two for the same reason? Um, yeah, Red Two doesn't doesn't feel terribly nerdy to me. It's it's more nerdy in the sense of like for people who are into like that generation of actors, you know, like because of because of all the people that are in it and like. So it's it's almost like more more nerdy for like movie fans than for for comic book fans, I would say. Okay, I, I agree with you. Talking about right. Red Two, I don't think RIPD yeah. even, even reaches that level. All right. Well, how's about the Wolverine? Okay. Right, I mean, the that, that's Wolverine. 
That that is for sure nerdy. It's yeah, not as nerdy as it as it would have been if Darren Aronofsky had directed it. That might have been our number one. That might have been my number one movie of all time if he had done that. But yeah, that's a good point. I think I mean it might have been actually been rated R. Would have been like disturbing, at least mildly so. It'd be great. Like. Uh, it's such a disappointment. It's almost as much of a disappointment as when, um, um, no, maybe it's a just uh, more disappointment um, of when Dominic West, um, you know, aka McNulty, turned down uh, the role of Mance Raider. That was a big buzzkill when he did that. Yeah, although the difference is, like, Aronofsky was gonna do it. Like, he was no, gonna know, do yeah. it. And, like, you know, yeah. um, he like, uh, raises kid Christmas. or something, whatever. Like, a McNulty. What a loser. What what I forget what McNulty's name is, but uh, Dominic yeah, West. Or Dominic West, right? He was right. he was never like going to do it. He just didn't know what it was, and he was like, oh, whatever, I don't care, I'm not going to do it." All right, so I think we can just say nerdy, not as nerdy. What about Blue Jasmine, the Woody Allen movie? Yeah. I haven't seen it, but um, no, probably not. Okay, fair enough. How's about Sharknado? Uh, it gets it gets some gets Does some that points. Count? It wasn't released in theaters, was it? Uh, limited run, limited run. But I, don't, I, guess, I don't even know if that counts. All right, fine. Well, then let's skip it. All right. How about but Elysium? Elysium. The same guy who did District 9. Definitely a nerdy movie. Yep. I haven't seen it. It was oh. good. I heard I heard it was good-ish. It just Yeah, I think there's no way you can call it that as nerdy as Pacific Rim. It's just too generic no. sci-fi. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, sci-fi is nerdy, but, like, generic sci-fi is, isn't really right. so nerdy. It totally it's is. Kind totally. Of, I saw a little bit of Elysium. I didn't see the whole thing. Like, District 9 really isn't generic sci-fi, for right. the most part, anyway. So, all right. Well, how about In a World? And the thing is, it's nerdy in this sense. It's got a bunch of, like, comedy nerd people in it, and it's about the world of voice acting. Okay. That's nerdy. So it is pretty nerdy. The question, though, is, is it nerdier than Robots vs. Monsters? I don't think so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I say no. So let's move on then to Kick-Ass 2. Hold on, you get another bucket. Have you actually seen it? Yep. Oh, so what'd you think? Well, did I just not <laughs> describe my opinions of it? How is your <laughs> Did I not get a second bucket? Here's the thing. Um, I like the first one. There were, like, some issues with, like... The first one a little bit, some like kind of cheesy, uh, stupid stuff. For the most part, I liked it. The second one was just like a kind of stupid, like kind of teen movie. Just they th- throw in stuff where like it's it's like I really mean this right now, and then the, the other character responds, and then I really mean this in counter to what you were saying. Oh, I see that you really mean this. You know, like different characters if they were trying to explain something to someone else, just like these cheesy ways of doing it. Maybe I'm not making sense. But one thing that really bothered me in it was. Um, you know, like the hit girl, or is that was that her name? Yes, hit girl. You know, the whole thing was she 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 became like you know she showed that she could be a, a pretty you know a teen girl. You know what I mean? That that whole thing that they that they did in the middle. Oh, where, you like, did the she, movie, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was just like it was just dumb. Like like it didn't have focus to it. It it was like there were some funny things going on in it, but um, I thought I thought it was really just ugh, not good. I think that's fair. All right. Well, how about here's another interesting contender. It was called The World's End. And this was a. Our yeah, parents did like that. They did like it. They said that. Oh, they, that was uh, that's a, a Simon Pegg Edgar Wright movie. Yeah, right. Our parents did see it, binge. Mm-hmm. And they didn't hate it at all. 
In fact, our mother heavily recommended it. So, good. you know, it's a, it's from Edgar Wright, you know, who, who did Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and of course, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. And this, again, is another sort of, you know, Invasion of the Body Snatchers homage pastiche that's also filled with a bunch of comedy people hiding deeper messages, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's if, so already, yeah, it's definitely nerdy. So, has anyone else seen it? No. No. I would recommend this one. If you remember my uh, my buddy uh, Jehuda, mm-hmm. uh, I I said we should go see it, and he was like, I don't know. <laughs> and he he really liked it, and he you know he he shook my hand afterwards, and he said thanks for the and idea. Then he, then he flapped his wings and flew off into the night. <laughs> yeah, he was he is magical. That's true. I think it is pretty nerdy. So I can't help but noticing, Jeremy, that you skipped right over uh, the the Mortal Instruments City of Bones. Oh uh, well, that's another failure. One, another try to kids book, Twilightish ripoff type thing that was pretty well received as bo- in book form, but mm-hmm. failed in movie form. Well, you know, it's really. I mean, everyone's trying to copy Hunger Games and Twilight and Harry Potter, and. What they don't realize is that, you know, you really need to have, like, an interesting character in an interesting world. Or just, right. you know, so it's right, not, right. you know, it's a different, it's hard to do, obviously. Yeah. Well, I think clearly the nerdiest one so far, and best nerdy ones uh, so far, once we get to August 30th, is uh, One Direction, This Is Us. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right, of course. It, although uh, it's so... Uh, uh, legions of screaming fans. Yeah, see, you just you just discounted it up. Your legions of screaming fans just made it not nerdy. Sorry. Lose. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. I thought uh, we were looking at what's going to get us the, the, the coolest, what's going to help us be the coolest in right. 2014. Well, let's move down to September 13th, and one of the finest movies of the year. Wait, you're, you're skipping the Riddick movie? Yeah, we should have mentioned that for a second. Apparently, oh, you skip the, Riddick. Which oh, okay. sucks because really I, like I, I like the Chronicles of Riddick, but... Yeah, and Vin Diesel, like, basically paid for the movie itself, you know. So, I guess you can... There's some there's some aspects that are nerdy there, but, I mean... Even if even if we're not going to actually, like, you know, consider it one of the nerdiest movies, like, at least we have to we have to name drop it, right? Yeah. Like, we can't yeah. just skip over it. Fair enough. And we did. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, one of the most offensive movies of the year, Jutopia. Uh, Jutopia, terrible. Terrible movie. Wait, but it has such a good name, it looks like it's a quality movie. It's about this guy, a non Jew, who decides that he wants a Jewish girlfriend slash wife because he quote, never wants to make another decision again. I I did not know that this movie existed. <laughs> that, this is, oh my this God. is like and complete we all, news is, to me. We could have Jutopia. Just, Why have I not seen this movie? If we got you know, I think we could like you know how like the riff tracks and mystery science theater have like commentaries. Yeah. I think yeah. we could have an amazing commentary for this for terrible, Jutop- terrible okay. movie. Okay, Ugh, awful movie. It's so bad, so bad. I'm I'm actually like astonished that I didn't even know this movie existed. I think I had heard of it, but yeah, it's it's terrible, and I didn't even get into some of the other awful, awful offensive things about it. There's more. That's just, <laughs> that's just the main part. It's pretty great title. That's though. just scratching the surface of the Kanish. Oh, I, awful, awful. I I love the title, Utopia. That's great. Well, the title isn't actually is is the least offensive of anything. It's not so bad at all. 
Alright, let's uh let's move along to a Don John. Yes. So who here has seen this movie? I saw Don John. I liked it a lot. Yeah. It's very oh. good. It's, it's definitely it's definitely one of the movies of the year. I mean it's totally it's pretty, totally. it's, it's pretty clear. Um I don't know if it's if we can inch it out in terms of nerdiness, but definitely what was cool about it, well, one thing I was impressed with with the movie, just, I mean, overall, it was very well put together and paced very well, but definitely Joseph Gordon-Levitt um, incorporated kind of these sort of, I guess, indie film tropes and things like that. It had, it had a little bit of an indie feel to it as well. Not totally, but it did in, 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 in certain ways. I think he utilized them well. I mean, some just like the intimate, like, like, like camera work, um, you know, uh, the fact that the story it was it seemed very low budget in a lot of ways, you know, yeah, and it might have been. And I, also, I liked it a lot. I liked the characters. I liked the way he directed it. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I thought the script which he wrote was also pretty funny, and mm-hmm. I liked the way the characters came out. And I also really liked how it ended. Yeah, yeah I I, I agree like, with you about yeah. all of those things. Um, but I it's still it, other than the fact that it's like just a little bit like indie because it was kind of a small movie really and like you said, kind of kind of low budget. It's yeah. not right. really that nerdy. Right. Right. Here's here's one of the things I mentioned with the whole indie film thing, and I and I, I agree with you in the end. But I uh uh what's the name? Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has like this website or something called HitRecord.com. I don't know a lot about it, but the whole thing is he's he he gets like like people who are on it, he gets them to like submit their 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 like short films or something like that, right, Jeremy? It's all sorts of collaborative stuff. People do right. artwork, films, music, yeah, you know, et cetera. So he's gotten exposed, and there are people. I have I have actually some friends who are like specifically the girls, of course, but they're specifically into Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and so he's got a little bit of the sort of cultish following around around him, and that doesn't happen with every actor because it, cause it's not just people being behind him just oh because he's hot or something like that. Um, like in terms of like he's got a little bit of an interesting thing going on. He's got his own sort of brand going. So anyway. Yeah, but uh, I think we. I think we. All right. Well, so good movie, but not that nerdy. All right. I just want to. I just want to mention, just to shout out while we're on the subject of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that uh, he is. He's rumored to be. Or not rumored. It's actually like fact now that he's. He's going to be putting together, or trying to put together a Sandman movie. Yeah, he's producing it. He's producing oh, I, I it. Finish that movie. That book. I think I. <laughs> I thought I read that he was actually going to star in it, but that might have been... Okay, what he I might be remembering was, wrong. What he said was, he's definitely going to be producing it. Anything past that is still up in the air. So he might direct it, he might write part of it, he might star in it. None of the... It, I, think he'll do, I think he'll, he'll do a good job with, with whatever he does with it. Um, oh, yeah, he, I think he, he clearly has... I'm sure he's clearly read it. Mm-hmm. And he's clearly a fan of it, considering <laughs> he, he sought it out to do. Because uh-huh. why else would he want to work on it? Why else would he want to be a producer for it? Yeah, right. So I, the thing I is, that, I the think thing is, I don't, I don't really see any way that you could really like successfully make that movie. But I would like to see him try. I would like to see him try, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it as the nerdiest movie of 2018 or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Right. Who knows? <laughs> All, All right. right. Let's move on to another interesting candidate, Gravity. Okay. And I didn't see that. I heard it was really good, though. It is good. Sam, have you seen it? No, no, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see it. Now, but, it's interesting because, you know, yeah. the whole sort of space aspect of it and how they there's a lot of stuff that they care about the science. It's not 100% scientifically accurate, although they do a lot of stuff right, that gives it a sort of nerdy aspect to it. You know, it's by uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Right. And I feel like it's definitely not as nerdy as Pacific Rim, but it's definitely got some nerd cred to it. 
I would give it that. Okay. I would also recommend it. You know, Sounds legit. You probably have a you've missed your chance to see it in the theater, at least unless it gets re-released. I think it's definitely recommended. All right, let's move on to the interesting exploitation film Machete Kills by Robert Rodriguez. Wait, before before we get to that, okay. can you just tell me what is this movie Viking dumb? <laughs> really? Yeah, I want to go, with Jeremy. I've I've never <laughs> heard of this movie, but it looks nerdy. Uh, come on. Uh, this is just one of those sort of silly, you know, movies. It's just like, it's not even, I don't even think it's, I don't think it's an American movie. Hold on, I'm going to look that up. I'm pretty sure. It's a Viking movie. The damn Vikings are trying. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Malaysian. It's Malaysian. <laughs> yeah. The breakout. Really? What? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go Malaysia. <laughs> yeah. Well, why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. All right. Well, listen. The machete kills thing. It's you know it's the parody of exploitation films. It has you know Danny Trejo playing machete. Oh, and you also skipped over uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. No, that's not about that. That's not. That's like the most mainstream Shakespeare story. So no, we'll, we'll automatically skip that. All right. So Machete Kills, I know it, it didn't do very well. I know neither of you saw it. It's kind of fun for what it is. I think it has a nerdiness to it in that push-up. Okay. That. All right, well, how about... Are we, are we going to discuss The Fifth Estate? No. Okay. Uh, Julian Assange? No, yeah. come on. It's rare that movies based on real life are really that nerdy, and that is no exception. I don't. I think. I think that has, this one has the potential to actually be nerdy. Wait, is that actually about Julian Assange? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, of WikiLeaks. But I think yeah. it's too biopicky for you to consider it nerdy. Was it good at all? No. Oh. Alright, well let's move ahead. Uh now I think Carrie, just like Evil Dead as a remake, mm-hmm. not really that nerdy. Mm-hmm. Twelve Years a Slave, good it's a it's a great movie, but not nerdy either. Right. So let's move again ahead and we'll go to Ender's Game. Now Ender's Game definitely has some nerdy aspects to it. Yeah. You know, based I mean, on there are the, definitely some more some Ender's Game. It's uh, it's definitely got to be a contender for for nerdiest movie of the year. Actually, I, I feel like it's got to be up there with Pacific Rim. It, it might actually beat it out because the fans of that book. I mean, there's there's definitely a following behind it. That those fans that um, and a certain uh, and they definitely are definitely there's certain people who read Orson Scott Card and are like look at him as some of the uh, at, you know as making some of the best you know sci-fi books. Here's uh, my feeling. I feel like it, it's not really such a great adaptation. Uh, okay. I, think, I didn't see it. Yeah. I think it has a lot of the problems that some of the Harry Potter movies do that are making assumptions that you already know things. Because I read the book before I saw um, the movie. That's that's true to some extent. It's not it's not a great adaptation, but it is it is a pretty good adaptation. And it's uh, you know the, the source material is very nerdy. You know, I mean, it's a young adult sci-fi book from the eighties. That is true. That you know, all of us nerds read when we were kids. And I loved. never read it, actually. Well, you should read it, because it is a really good book. Yeah, and, like uh, you know, it's uh, I would. It's actually hard for me to, to choose between this one and Pacific Rim in terms of which one is nerdier. They're, they're, it's basically a dead heat for me. For me, I think I Pacific I can't, Rim... I can't pick between them. I think that if Ender's Game was a little bit better as an adaptation, I feel like I could have given it to that. But right now, okay. I feel like... Pacific Rim inches it out for me. Because remember, I mean, Pacific okay. Rim wasn't a perfect movie either. Like, no, it, it, it had its flaws also. 
But I think like it's just because the aspect of the adaptation means that there's certain nerdy aspects I'm looking for to make it nerdier. And to me, it was too mainstream in some sense. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't so mainstream. No. That's what I'm saying in some sense. I guess it's just like in a comparison way, I found Pacific Rim to be a little bit nerdier. But that's just me. I would. I actually. I disagree. I would put Ender's Game slightly above Pacific Rim. Tiger yeah, I'm going to vote Ender's Game slightly above it. Even though right. neither Ender's Game or I have seen it. <laughs> no, I did see it. <laughs> okay, well, I, I would put it above anyway. All right, well, let's move on to another comic book movie. Thor! Thor! <laughs> Thor 2, Thorier. So, has anyone other than me seen it? Yep. No, Sorry. I did Sorry. not see it. All right, Benj, your thoughts? So, I guess it was like, Decent action film. I mean, the problem with some of these blockbuster things, I sometimes find that they just become, they just become scattered and unfocused. So, like, it was, um, like, at, at certain points it was like this intense, not intense, but it was just a super action movie, which was fine. But then they would randomly have, like, try to have, like, these, like, jokes and things like that. These, you know, these kind of awkward humor joke things, which were sometimes funny. You know, there's one moment where, like, the, the doctor, the nuclear physicist, whatever, just, like, hugs Natalie Portman and he's not wearing pants. Like, that's kind of funny. But it was just, like, inconsistent with the movie. I do think Chris Hemsworth, for what it's worth, I wouldn't say he's amazing, but he does hold it down. Like, he doesn't seem cheesy. And he stays He yeah, stays focused. Really right? Considering yeah. that Thor is kind of a ridiculous character. Yeah, he, you know, he Not does... for a single moment do you ever think that he is not taking it seriously. Right, right. That's a good point. Yeah. It kind of sucks when Anthony Hopkins isn't a... Isn't doing as doing as well, but no, he wasn't like trying as hard. Definitely, he was he was phoning it in more. But yeah, I think pa- we can good old say... Anthony Popkins. This is a reference sure? that nobody yeah. else is going to get. Okay, <laughs> it's just a reference to a very funny YouTube video by uh, Peter Serafinovich. But anyway, let's let's just move on because even though it's a nerdy movie, not as nerdy, to one of the finest movies, 2013. The Starving Games. Okay, let's move on. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you had to mention that one. <laughs> All the last and half the calories. Let's move on to The Hunger Games Catching Fire. All right. Definitely one of the best movies of 2013. It's a good movie. It definitely has a nerdy aspect, you know, considering yeah. it's sort of the sci-fi dystopian thing. Right. Just because it's popular does not mean it's not necessarily nerdy. The question is, though, how do we rate it? It's it's it a little bit nerdy. I kind of feel like the first one, because this is a sequel that already, like sequels generally, I think, sequels, well, let me say this. Sequels to successful movies are generally like less nerdy because it's already like more popular, more mainstream, or, you know, that kind of franchise. So I think the first movie was a little bit nerdier because it was new and fresh and you know, people hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. The second movie is, is a little bit of a rehash of the first movie, which is actually one of the flaws of it. Um, well, but okay. it also makes no, it a little less no, nerdy. No, no, no. I, I disagree that that's a flaw, but, but let, me, let me say this. Like, the second one was, was I think, in a lot of was clearly a better movie. I liked the first one, actually. But the first one, one of the issues of the first one that a lot of people said, like, who watched and also read the book, is that they left out a lot of stuff. They did what, Jeremy, what you're saying with the adaptation. They kind of, like, assumed you knew certain things and you didn't know certain things. That, I'm talking about the first movie, still. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I enjoyed it. If it wasn't as, as good of an adaptation, then it can sort of take it off of the, the nerdiness. Also, I don't know if this makes it more nerdy, but the second movie was just directed and written way better. 
It was you know? better. It doesn't make it nerdier necessarily, unless it's. It has to do with, for me, whether or not the better quality is actually a better quality that's honoring those nerd principles. Right. The truth is, in this case, although I think it's better, it is not as nerdy as something like Ender's Game, just because I think that's just pushing it a little bit further. Like I feel like Hunger Games has definitely some nerdy aspects to it, as some, but I think in some ways. It's a little too mainstream in some other ways. Okay. okay. I feel like it's a good movie, not as nerdy. Okay. All right. So let's move ahead, and we're going to skip quite a, far, a little bit further to Inside Lewin Davis. Inside Lewin Davis, a Coen Brothers movie about a folk singer in the 1960s, right before Bob Dylan becomes popular. So is it nerdy? Yes, if you're a, like a folk music nerd. I'm slightly, well, I'm a big Dylan fan. It's really more of what it is. So in that sense, it's nerdy for those reasons. That being said, I don't think it holds a candle to like sci-fi nerds. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. So let's move on to our next really tough competitor. Unhung Hobbit, Hero? The Hobbit Part 2. You don't want to do Unhung Hero? <laughs> anyway, Hobbit Part 2, The Desolation right. of Smaug. Now. I have not yet seen The Hobbit. I, I will see it at some point in the near future. Okay. Um, but I can't... This, this particular movie, I can't really say if it's nerdy or not. I could only talk about the book. And just okay. like I saw the first movie, obviously. I feel like this is probably... I, I, like The Hobbit The Hobbit was the nerdiest movie of last year. And I feel like uh, it's going to be the nerdiest movie again. I feel like that's uh, that's that's pretty much a guarantee. So The Hobbit, and I haven't, I, I have to say, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to see it, of course, um, but I didn't just, just didn't get a chance to see it yet. I saw the first movie, and I've read the book, obviously. So just based on that, I just have to sort of speculate about how nerdy the movie is. Based on, based on the first movie, and, and based on knowing the book and everything like that, I would say pretty much, like, this has to be the nerdiest movie of, of 2013. I don't, I don't, and, and again, without having actually seen it, I'm assuming that it is, it is, it's just, if it's anywhere close to as nerdy as, as uh, the first Hobbit movie was, then, you know, it just has no competition. There's no way. So I think, I think we're going to see a repeat champion. Hobbit will be the nerdiest movie this year um, again. And it's probably going to be the nerdiest movie of next year also. Um, and it could even be the ner- nerdiest movie of 2015 if they do that thing that's so past movie into two, <laughs> you know, like what, what Hunger Games did and, you know, yeah, I just realized Harry Potter. So, uh, that's you right, know, could, the, that's right. If the last movie, if the, ha- if, if the Hobbit goes in that direction, then you know uh, we could okay. see quite a while. Well, right, well, well Hobbit Sam, three is supposed to be called There and Back Again, so it's just going to be Hobbit there and then Hobbit back again. <laughs> <laughs> well, just the inter- well, the, the walk well, home. The, the, the thing is, the thing is, is like so. Sam, I remember last year uh, when we did this, and I even voted for for uh, Hobbit being the nerdiest movie uh, of 2012, mm-hmm. and like. And, like, you said something that you thought it was ridiculous how they were expanding into three movies. And I first thought, oh, whatever, like, I like Peter Jackson's Middle Earth. But really, now looking at the second movie, there were some good things about it. But really, the main issue with the movies, I think in a lot of ways, is that it's three movies. It could have been done well in two movies. I understand they didn't want to have just in one. But, like, they just forced a bunch of stuff in to, like, lengthen it out. You know, stupid, irrelevant stuff. Some things were. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah that's the, true. the truth is, the second one, yeah, there's yeah. really some padding, but I loved Bomber. Yeah, Bomber was great. 
kick ass was... guy. Uh, I did <laughs> not hate the the new she elf as they called her. Yeah, that was alright. Uh, she was okay. I mean, the whole stuff with Gandalf, uh, fine, I guess. But the truth is, you know, obviously that was all sort of added later, retconned in because it wasn't in the original book. But I guess to me it works better, even though again too long. There's way too much time spent in Lake Town. Yeah, and there's way. And too why? Much why time. wasn't it just Dale? Why they make it Lake Town? Why can they? Why did they have to say Dale was destroyed? Getting into the politics of it is like. We we don't care about any of this. Yeah, like that he was a hero of the people. Like what? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was too much. That being said, dirtier than Ender's Game, I feel like I have to agree with that. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, he uh, he was still Peter Jackson, you know, pulling in material from like extra appendices. That's pretty nerdy. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. he's he's a Lord of the Rings nerd. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So. Yeah, I, I I'm still gonna have to put. I, I say Hobbit. So far, okay. Already still okay. Here. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I guess that. Okay. What else? What else do we even have to talk about? Well, no, we have. There's just potentially others left. So <laughs> now there's. If you're thinking about like Disney nerds, you could talk about saving Mr. Banks, but I don't. Uh, know. no. And you could talk about Anchorman too, I guess. Which I just saw today. What and do you think of that? I liked it. I I. Um, it it wasn't like nothing's gonna be as good as the first. I think often. I think it was solidly done. What I was really, what I was really, um, looking for, and what I really glad they didn't do is they didn't like sell out in the movie. They didn't. It didn't seem like they were just trying to do these like gag jokes just just so they could do fan service. And they did a couple fan servicey jokes, which you can get away with a little more so in comedies. But but I think it was well done. I mean, they're all really good. I mean, Will Ferrell really like like he's just you know. When when he's doing the Ron Burgundy character, he's just great. Like and, I'm, I'm like, surprised that you liked it, Benji, because most of what I heard about the movie has been negative. Mostly people well, saying, people, "Oh, it's not as it doesn't are, have the same charm as yeah. the first well, movie." I think, it I think really that's you know, what it comes down to. Together in the same it, way, it's it's hard. It's hard because I mean, there's been like ten years or however long it's been since the movie. I mean, uh, technology has changed. A lot of things have changed, and like it's got it has, it has a higher budget. I mean, I think people had very high expectations for it. I think that's that's part of it, and it's hard not to, and it's been so much time. But I don't know. I I I thought it was, I thought it was good, but I, but I did feel like people would actually, you know, shit talk it a bit. But you know, I liked it. That was good. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, we could theoretically talk about the new Scorsese movie, The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, but that really nerdy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how nerdy that one is. I haven't. I haven't seen that one. Um, I've seen a lot of these movies, but I don't think it was. Uh, it was nerdy, really. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and I guess we can definitely. There's see... there's a bunch of movies at the end of the year that are you know we could talk about. Uh, Forty Seven Ronin. Yeah. Secret Life of Walter Mitty. <laughs> Forty Seven Ronin. White Grudge Match. Today. All of these movies are like maybe a little bit nerdy, but not. They're not contenders. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, what about her? Okay, her is an interesting one. That that was a movie that you recommended to me, I believe. Yeah, um, but I have not I have not seen it yet. Of the year. So why don't favorite. you why don't you tell us why you would consider it as potentially one of the nerdiest movies of the year? Her is from the director of Being John Malkovich, and adaptation. Mm-hmm. And he also wrote it. Those other two movies were written by Charlie Kaufman, but when he was talking to him about making this movie. He said, it sounds like really you want to write this movie. 
so why don't you do it? And it takes place in the not-so-distant future, and it's basically about a guy played by Joaquin Phoenix who falls in love with an artificially intelligent operating system. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of about you know, technology and the way it sort of separates people, loneliness, and also about how potentially machine intelligence might evolve differently from our own. That's interesting. I'm definitely interested in seeing it. So I definitely say very nerdy. Mm-hmm. But you guys might not agree on how nerdy it is. Yeah, it's it's hard to beat the nerd. Like, what can beat the nerdiness of any Lord of the Rings thing, potentially? Like, it would have to be anything that's related to, like, Star Trek or Star Wars or some sort of comic thing. Um, like, or I guess some other Joss Whedon thing. Or maybe Star Wars. But... All right, well, as uh, we did last year, how about we each say our top three nerdy movies of the year? Okay. Take a second okay. to just think about that. Okay. And while we're taking a second to think about that, we can just uh, <laughs> we can just probably cut this have up. some some idle chatter so we don't just have uh, <laughs> no, dead I was, air. <laughs> I was just gonna cut it out. Dead air is I've already come... <laughs> no, keep keep it in. <laughs> I've already come try, up with my try to avoid having dead air. <laughs> All right, so have you guys? Now you have with... to leave it in. Yeah, you do now. <laughs> so have you guys come up with your list? Uh, yes, yes, I have All my right. list. So let's go backwards from how we did the original one. So we'll do Sam, me, Benji. Okay. So I I would like to have like a sort of unconventional choice in here and like change things up a little bit and like, you know, slip much ado about nothing in there. Probably that would be number four, but I just can't do it. Um, the top the top three nerdy movies for me are number one, or I count down from three, three down to one. So number three is Pacific Rim. Number two is Ender's Game, and number one is The Hobbit. Um, I just I just can't see any way to justify, you know, squeezing much of much ado about nothing in there as much as I would like to. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to disagree with you, Sam, because I am gonna put Much Ado in there Ooh. as my number three. <laughs> now, I I was really going back and forth on this, but I'm gonna have to say her is number two. Oh. Okay. All right. And then one is gonna be The Hobbit. Okay. All right. And um, I will say Don John on the bottom, and I stand by the nerdiest thing I was I was saying. All right. Um, you're entitled to your opinion, of course. Okay. Um, Catching Fire. Wrong opinion. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, interesting. interesting. Catching Fire, definitely. Um, okay. Um, at least, at least, if I'm gonna put them as my favorite, and then The Hobbit, you know, has to. All right. Well, it sounds like for uh, the second year in a row, The Hobbit. Nerdiest movie of the year. Nerdiest movie of 2013. Except for the winner in the end, which is always Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> weird, weird Hobbit Yankovic. You know, if he had come up with an album this year, I might have agreed with you. But instead, he just had some funny videos. All right, yeah. well, it only took us about an hour and um, change, to <laughs> almost two hours to figure this out. But we did. We keep it the same. If we had just gone in reverse, we might have just stayed with the Hobbit. All right, well, it's been a fun year, guys, and uh, you know, check out our highlight reel coming out soon, yo. Yeah, you know our favorite clips of the year. All right, guys, nerd you later.
Heard you later. Heard you later.